Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Sebastian Schulman. Sebastian is the executive director of Klez Canada and the former director of translation initiatives at the Yiddish Book Center. His original writing and translations from Yiddish and Esperanto have appeared in Words Without Borders, Tupelo Quarterly, Forward, and elsewhere. His translation of Spomenka, Stimex, Esperanto language novel, Croatian War Nocturnal, was published by Phenom Media in 2017. He lives in Montreal, Quebec. Welcome as I'm going to call you Seb, if that's okay. We go way back, Seb. Uh, thank you so much, Lisa. It's it's wonderful to be back. <laughs> and um, you can go ahead and correct me. I hope I got those pronunciations right. Uh, al- almost entirely. It's uh, the, the author of that book is Bomenka Stimet uh, from Croatia, and, and the press is Phoneme Media. Okay. Thank you. I miss having you down the hall. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, at least we can we can have each other over the airwaves. That's right, and you give me yes, great guidance. Um, so I'm I'm ever grateful for that. Um, and so this year we're talking about Clef Canada, um, and it marks the 25th anniversary. Mazel Tov. Um, and this is happening, um, as is the Yiddish Book Center's 40th anniversary, in a year when everything has to be virtual. Um, so the retreat is happening online this summer, August 24th through 28th, correct? That is correct. Um, well, I can only imagine what a challenge this is, because, you know, as you know all too well, um, we've taken our educational programs online, and we've launched our virtual public programs. Um, So tell me uh, the challenges of doing something as ambitious as the festival in live, in person, but to do that um, and to replicate it online. What's that been like? Uh, Well, I think uh, you use the the correct word there. It has absolutely been a challenge uh, to try and take something that, uh, you know, an experience that's deeply immersive uh, and try to put that on your computer screen uh, it has not been easy, but I think that we uh, have something in store for everybody that not just recreates uh, the atmosphere, you know, the, the Hamishkeit, the, the home feeling uh, that you get when you come to our summer retreat, uh, but also leans into this digital moment and takes advantage of, of the technologies that we now are using so much more uh, in our daily lives. So, you know, I think it's it's a balance. It's, it's recreating something that, that so many people love, um, but also making something new uh, that new people can become a part of. Uh, and balancing that has been uh, a challenge, but it's also been very fulfilling to, to create. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's an interesting phenomenon that we have to adapt to in the midst of all else um, that we're adapting to. And um, it's, it's certainly incredible what um, musicians and others are doing with these virtual programs. Uh, and I know just in terms of audience, there's also the added benefit that you're reaching more people in ways um, that weren't able to attend, you know, attend these festivals live. So that's kind of uh, an upside if we want to look at an upside. Yes? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't want to uh, diminish uh, the hardships that people are having right now, but uh, there are a lot of silver linings. And, uh, you know, Klez Canada traditionally takes place, our, our festival, um, 
in, in a, at a summer camp in the mountains outside Montreal, and uh, not a lot of people can get there. I mean, you know, even if you're if you're local, it's hard to to reach. But uh, you know, we get a lot of people uh, from all over the place who who can't get to Canada, who can't get to this lovely middle of nowhere where we always are at, and uh, this opens up the doors to to everybody. So it's certainly uh, a silver lining, um, you know, in the midst of all. Tell me about the history. Tell me about the history of Class Canada. I mean, it's it's something that I knew about when I first came to the center and was introduced to it. And it's it, again, it's got a really rich, wonderful history, and it's amazing that you can, yeah, I, I love that you're keeping it going. Yeah, it's it's and it's a real uh, honor to work here. So so as you said, it's our 25th anniversary, um, and it was founded uh, in in the 90s by High Goldman, who's still very active uh, in the organization. Um, with a group of local activists, uh, Sarah Rosenfeld, uh, Jack Bolofsky, um, and, and, and others. And uh, it sort of came about as a, in terms of a confluence of, of a few different ideas. Um, at the time in Quebec, there was this feeling of, uh, of rapprochement with different ethnic and linguistic communities in, in Montreal and in Quebec. Um, and this sort of came as an outgrowth in some ways of uh, Jewish and Quebecois dialogue. Um, it also came, uh, and that's sort of in the local context, in the bigger context, it came about uh, with the rise of the Klezmer revival. And, uh, you know, there had been festivals uh, starting uh, like Klez Camp that happened over Christmas, um, but there was a, a real dearth of, of points in the calendar uh, in the summer. And uh, Clez Canada started as a weekend festival, and then it soon grew uh, to a few days, and, and now it's a whole week. Um, and it's really been a place where um, you've seen the, 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 the tradition of klezmer music, of Yiddish dance, of Yiddish culture be transmitted to a whole other generation. Um, so, you know, whereas Yiddish culture, you know, can't always be, be passed down in a family context, uh, at Clez Canada, you've seen it passed down uh, to, to people who have become family. Um, and uh, it's a place that I've been going to off and on for about 10 years or so uh, before I came to this position. And uh, it's incredible to see that, you know, we've seen a whole other generation, uh, you know, grow up at Clez Canada and uh, start taking uh, leadership positions and start passing it on to yet another Generation, so it's it's really grown and it's 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 quite it's become quite diverse. We have people from all over the world generally come, Jews, non-Jews, secular, religious, all kinds of different beliefs and 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 uh, all different kinds of people. And uh, for a week, it's it's sort of utopia, and uh, you know we're really hoping to to take you know a brekela, a little a little crumb of that and. Uh, let that bloom online this summer. So who knew that the 25 years would put us on uh, the small screen, as it were? Um, but uh, yeah, um, but it's uh, it's 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 you can feel that legacy in in everything we do, and it's a real honor to be a part of it. What's interesting? One of the questions I had for you is I I, I think of Class Canada as being rather a family kind of experience um, at and. I wondered in the 25 years that you've been around if you're beginning to see 
some of the kids moving into roles as presenters or or you know sort of in the background are there any are there one or two stories that you have about how that's playing out oh yeah i mean one or two i could i could go on for hours um I mean, the, the one that, that most immediately comes to mind is uh, our artistic director, Michael Winograd, um, who's been uh, a regular of the Yidstock stage as well. Um, he started coming to Klez Canada, I think, when he was 13 or 14 years old. Um, and he really learned klezmer, uh, klezmer music, like the klezmurim in Eastern Europe. He learned it playing with other klezmer musicians, you know. Uh, he wasn't necessarily classically trained. He really came out of, of this world. Um, and he rose through all of the ranks. He started as a, a scholarship student. We have a, a, a large scholarship program, uh, sort of an incubator for, for young artists and scholars. And uh, he did that for many years. He became a fellow, which is sort of junior faculty. And uh, then he was teaching faculty for many years. Uh, and just uh, three summers ago, or I think now four summers ago, um, he took on the role of artistic director. So he is really the, you know, the, the uh, I would say the classic example of someone who's grown up uh, at Class Canada and really, uh, you know, it's a part of him and, and he's a part of us. Um, there's, there's so many stories. There's people that, uh, you know, come to Class Canada and then bring it home. Um, there's connections between uh, different scenes and communities all over the world. Um, in Seattle last year, they started their very first uh, Klezmer Festival. Um, the organizers were, were Sasha Luria, uh, Craig Udelman, uh, Miley Petard, all people who have come out um, or have been a part of Klez Canada in some way and then bring it home and, and start something in their own backyard. Um, you know, we could see these little islands of, of Klezmer and Yiddish uh, and you could really, you could draw a really intricate web um, and, and at the center of, of so many of those connections uh, is Klez Canada. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and I can also look to myself um, if, 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 I'm, if, I, if I'm allowed a moment of self-reflection. Yeah. Um, you know, I first went to Klez Canada. Um, I was a student of Yiddish. I'm, I'm not a musician. And I thought, oh, I'll have a good time. You know, it'll be interesting, it'll be fun. Um, but Klez Canada was one of those first places where um, you could really immerse yourself in Yiddish culture. You know, I had already had the, the language background. I, I was a student of the, what is now called the Steiner program uh, a few years before. Um, but being in that sort of 360 uh, context of Yiddish, not just as language, but Yiddish as music, Yiddish as movement, uh, Yiddish sort of bleeding through and, and, and soaking through all your interactions. Um, it's, it's one of the first places I experienced that immersion environment. And I think uh, my trajectory as a Yiddish professional um, was certainly uh, deeply influenced by that encounter with Klez Canada. So what's on the bill for this summer? Can you give me a few highlights? Ooh, that's, an, that's another three-hour conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We can make this a series. No. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, but I think if I have to, to focus on anything, um, I would like to highlight our concerts. So, um, you know, and that, that also, anyone who's in a concert will also be teaching during the week. So it's a bit of a sneak preview for everything. Um, 
So every night there is at least one, sometimes two concerts. Um, the opener uh, for the first two nights are local Montreal artists. We have uh, DJ so-called Josh Dolgan, um, who I'm sure is known to many of the listeners of this podcast, a sort of genre-bending, klezmer, hip-hop uh, maestro. And, uh, but he's presenting something that is different even for him. Uh, it's called So-Called so with Strings, uh, this eclectic, rediscovered repertoire of Yiddish songs with a classical string quartet. Um, so putting uh, these songs in a new light and putting So-Called himself in, in a different light. That should be a really fun show. Um, and then the next night, uh, we have Rachel Lemish and Jason Rosenblatt, who are two pillars of Montreal klezmer. Uh, Rachel actually is uh, the descendant of a dynasty of klezmorum uh, who ended up in Philadelphia, and now she lives here. And uh, Jason, her partner, is uh, the master of klezmer harmonica. And uh, it's a rare opportunity. These are musicians who don't have to physically distance right now um, because they live together. Um, so th that'll be a great concert. Um, later in the week, we have the Klezmatics uh, coming uh, as our sort of marquee 25th anniversary band. Um, we have a really special concert called Eats Me West, uh, which celebrates this moment at Klez Canada about 20 years ago when uh, we brought uh, musicians from the West from North America and the former Soviet Union together for the first time, um, sort of in the early post-Cold War uh, days. And now we're celebrating that that moment of connection with artists from across that, that long geography. Uh, we'll have Michael Alpert, uh, who uh, originally from the States now lives in Scotland, a, a pioneer of the Klezmer revival, as well as uh, Fima Chorni and Susanna Gergus, all the way from Moldova, an incredible Yiddish song duo. Um, Jeff Warshauer and Deborah Strauss, uh, a wonderful Klezmer duo, uh, and many others all sharing the stage. Um, and that should be a very special night. Um, and then our very last concert, I'm not gonna, I can't, don't have time to tell you all the concerts, but um, our, the very last one on Friday, uh, August 28th, is a world premiere show. Um, it's something that was created specifically for Klez Canada and specifically for our 25th anniversary. It combines the talents of Jeff Berner, the singer-songwriter of Yiddish and Klezmer from Vancouver, with Jenny Romaine, who uh, is just a legendary theater artist, puppeteer, and creator from New York. Um, a really incredible pairing. They put together a team uh, to put together a piece called Where Have You Been? Um, and the idea is that none of us are anywhere right now and we're meeting in this virtual space. So what does it mean to create home uh, and create community in this everywhere, nowhere? And what does it mean to create home in the diaspora, uh, in Jewish culture? Um, so they'll be looking at the place where Klez Canada has taken place for 25 years, Lancier, Quebec, this small shtetl. Um, and uh, they're working not just with uh, Yiddish culture artists, they're also working with indigenous uh, culture artists, with Francophone artists from the area um, to really learn about this place and by extension sort of all of our places. And that's, that's a, a world premiere piece of theater and new Yiddish music 
uh, on Friday, August 28th. So it's a really, really rich program. There's over 60 classes. Uh, and one of the best parts, if you can't make it to the whole week, if you can't sit that many hours in front of your screen, you can pick and choose uh, what you can come to, but there's already plenty of people coming uh, for the entire week too. So uh, lots of ways to, to become a part uh, of things and experience the palette we have available. Yes, it sounds, it always is wonderful and it sounds like it will be again this year. And before I let you go, Seb, Yiddish culture has deep roots in Canada, Montreal, certainly. And I'm wondering, with your being so close to that center now, um, of what was a vibrant community, and I believe still is a vibrant community, how do you draw from that? Ooh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think one of the, the, the richest things about Yiddish in Montreal is sort of paradoxically its normalcy. Um, you know, I'll be walking down the street talking with my, my daughter in Yiddish. And, you know, if I was doing that in New York or Boston or, or somewhere else, uh, even places where there's a lot of Yiddish and a lot of, and a large Jewish community, people, you know, raise an eyebrow. It's, it's surprising. It's interesting. And here it's sort of normal. You know, it's not something you, you see every day, but uh, people come up and they'll talk to us. And uh, Yiddish is very much a part of, of the, 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 the palette of, of, of Jewish life here. And so how do we draw on that in, in terms of uh, what we do at Close Canada? Um, well, first of all, there's a natural audience. There's a, na and, and not just, not just to, to be spectators, but there's a natural uh, audience of participants, people who actively engage uh, with the culture. So that dynamic of transition uh, that I spoke of earlier uh, I think this is one of the places where that can really happen because you have a critical mass of people who are really steeped in it uh, and for whom, uh, you know, it's not fraught with these, these questions uh, that we sometimes have to ask ourselves elsewhere uh, when we're working in Yiddish culture. It's really, it's a fact of life here um, and, it, and it's very organic and uh, it makes uh, it a wonderful place to, to engage uh, in this work and, uh, and it makes it a really great place to export this kind of work too. Um, you know, we, we have the resources uh, and we're able to share them. And for our listeners who are interested in learning more, they can visit you on the proverbial World Wide Web at? Uh, our main website is at kleszcanada.org, K-L-E-Z or Z, as they say in Canada, K-L-E-Z. K-A-N-A-D-A dot org. Great. Um, thanks, as always, Seb, for joining me um, and for all the work that you do in translation and in Class Canada and all the rest of it. Um, you have a family that is certainly enthusiastic and certainly contributes so much ongoing work in terms of Yiddish language, literature, culture, etc. So delight to connect with you. And um, as they say, next year in Amherst, next year in Canada. Oh, Maine, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to, to be back home with the Yiddish Book Center, and uh, I hope we will talk soon. Okay, take care. Be well. You as Bye. well. Zeit gesund. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. 
To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Thank you.